Wow, God is good. Amen? Amen. Come on, give him a big round of applause. We want to drown out this, this um, generator noise over here. You know, during worship, I was saying to myself, let's just go into that moment of silence. I told the band to stop, and then I thought, okay, we're going to go into a moment of silence, and then I forgot the generator was humming in the background. Didn't help much. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Amen. Are you guys ready for the word? I don't know. You guys don't sound too keen. Do they sound keen, Bash? Yeah? I don't know. You know, every time we ask whether they're in it or not, it's like, no, we're listening. So I don't know if they listen when we <laughs> ask them to respond as well. Can you respond a little bit? Are you guys keen for the word? Yeah! Amen. <laughs> See, they're listening at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so listen, how have you guys been enjoying this series, Know Your Stuff? Has it really been getting you guys to think a bit? Amen? And uh, I think that's the problem. I think uh, the church stopped thinking a couple of generations ago. <laughs> Um, and what happened was, um, you know, we had this big separation uh, between church and government, church and state. And what happened was the church took it on their shoulders to basically keep an eye on individual spirituality and uh, the love of God and the blessings and all that kind of stuff. And somewhere down the line in history, they stopped focusing on the responsibility they have in looking after civil society. Amen. And this has brought us to a place where there's a lot of confusion. Uh, the church doesn't think that they play a role in it. And also what has taken place is wokeism. Yeah. Turn to the person next to you and say, wokeism. Wokeism. It's from the pit of hell, by the way. And wokeism has become the new justice, the new order, the new belief, the new heart in a lot of the churches today. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. We've seen how the church has basically crumbled and fallen into the way of wokeism. Yep. And it's a big, big problem, folks. Turn to the person next to you say, go woke, and you'll be a joke. Okay? And also you'll be broke. <laughs> and also you'll eventually be broke. <laughs> Amen. Are you with me? So we've been discussing, you know, what the Word clearly lays out for us and how we are supposed to, as believers, entreat the government and how the government is supposed to protect us so we went through Romans 13. We've had a look at a lot of scriptures. We've seen last week we, we dealt with how God bestows the majesty and honor on a righteous government, how a righteous throne is established by uh, the, the righteousness of the king. Amen? And so we've looked at all those different aspects, and we just want to finish that off today, and we're going to tie it up with a little bit of, of um, individual uh, responsibility. Turn to the person next to you and say that word slowly because it's a swear word nowadays, responsibility. Responsibility. Um, individual responsibility. And we're just going to look at one or two different uh, ways where the church has sort of slipped away from taking responsibility. Yeah. Is that good? Bash, I'm talking a lot. Do you want to say good morning and go for yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the, the big thing about the wokeism, uh, the angle that they use is, uh, thanks, Grant. Uh, the angle that they use is, Let's tolerate, let's be inclusive, let's accept, right? But you know what's interesting is that all these different leadership styles, cultures, ideologies, all these things that are contrary to the Word of God are actually what is destroying I wanted to get a reaction. You good? You good? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you reminded me of? Do you, do you remember that thing when the, the old finance minister was on SABC2? <laughs> you know where that chair broke? You know, I don't know if you saw that thing, that interview. It was at his presentation, the economy <laughs> is going down. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But, um, but, but those guys who are against God's word and his precepts, they're actually the ones who want destruction. You see, as a believer, it's important that you must never feel like the one who is liked or the one who is accepted. Are you with me? You must never feel uncomfortable to upset or cause a friction, right? Because when you speak the truth, you are speaking for the benefit of everyone, right? The motive in the world right now is that those who are speaking are speaking for the benefit of themselves. Are you with me? And as believers, the words that we carry, that we bring, is for the benefit of everyone. So whenever we come against it and people get uncomfortable or anything, guys, it's important that we remember we're not speaking for our self-gain. We're speaking for the wholeness of our families, of our societies, the safety of our civil 
uh, um, community. Are you guys with me? And, and the last two weeks, like we saw, you know, uh, when you were talking last week about Nero and Paul, you know, and how he started off great and it was cool. Then his mind flipped and all of a sudden he starts acting for himself and everything goes haywire, you know. And we've seen that in the world now, that the minute people are given the opportunity to get onto a public platform to spew vomit that serves themselves, we see chaos in communities. Are you guys with me? That's why the words out of Jesus' mouth was never about you serving yourself. It was about you serving him. Are you with me? Because in serving him, you will be whole and you will be empowered to serve your neighbor. Are you guys with me? Because the minute we have self-seeking motives in a community, we have destruction. And you know, in, in times past, I was looking at it this week, and was, I was doing some research on the numbers and stuff, and uh, not finance, just metrics, you know. And um, you know, in times past, you had to earn your position as an influencer, right? You had to earn it. If you wanted to influence society, you had to earn it. You had to prove that you were qualified. You had to prove that you were experienced. Are you guys with me, right? Do you know what you need today to be an influencer? An email address. <laughs> That's all you need, you know? <laughs> What's the most common comment on, uh, on social media? It's like, geez, I'm learning more here than I did in school. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Let's just rewind a bit. You know, everyone today has the ability to be an influencer, right? But the problem is what they're influencing is, is the selfish motive. How you can serve your weakness and your insecurities and your greeds and your lusts. Are you with me? And they tell you, don't worry about the haters. Haters going to hate, right? Listen, even Jesus had haters till the time he gave, up until he gave his life, right? But he did not compromise because he knew that if he was the one who had the personal responsibility, right? He was the one who had the personal responsibility to hold to God's word. He knew he would be what the Bible calls a peacemaker. Are you with me? That everywhere he went, he carried peace, right? And he taught people to walk in peace. Amen. Now, you guys know Jesus wasn't the most loved dude. He wasn't the favorite. He wasn't, you know, all these great things about a hero. If he was, they wouldn't have killed him. They wouldn't have called for his murder. He upset everyone where he stopped. Because whoever had a selfish motive, when he brought the truth of God's word that we are to die to self and serve God and serve each other, everyone hated that. Are you with me? And over the last two weeks, we, we, everyone was feeling a bit patriotic. You know, last, last week we were sitting here, I was like, I was ready. You know that scene in, uh, in uh, Braveheart where, they, where they're standing there in the, on the line, you know, and they're hitting their shields. Ah, I was ready. I was feeling it. I was like, let's go, you know. I'm like, wait, hold on. We're not going to kill anyone. But, just <laughs> but, you know, that's how you're supposed to feel. Mm. Why? Because when we go over the word and we see how God has set things up, okay, it gives us hope, guys. Gives us hope for a society that is law and order, a society that is seeking justice, amen? A society that wants fairness for all people. So when we talk about this is how God set it up, we believe that we can have it because God said we can, amen? And we can. If we know our stuff, if we make our stand, if we do what we need to do, we exercise our rights, we vote for the right people. Do you know, a hundred years ago, church services, remember what I said, the famous saying was, you know, let's not talk about religion or politics. Yeah. You know, that's the famous saying. But they're the very two things that have so much impact on your life. Where did it all go wrong? Why did we become lazy as Christians? Why don't we want to think about the things that affect our lives? Hello? This whole separation of church and state. From the beginning... Everything the state exercises, all authority, all rules, all laws, all regulations, comes from the Scripture. Yeah. Are you with me? 100%. It comes from the Scriptures. Yeah. Due process in the courts, it comes from the Scripture. That's it. Hello? Yeah. You, shall, you shall not make uh, public a bad report. Exodus. What is he saying? You can't just go with what the media is saying. You've got to take this thing through, through witnesses, through authority levels. We've got to double check. There's checks and balances. Whatever the government says is not what God says. The government is not God. That's it. Amen? 100%. Are you with me, folks? Yeah. And we have to get back to that. 
Do you know, 100 years ago, when they have a church service just before election day, do you know what the church, what the, the proper strong leaders would do? They would sit the people down and they'd say, okay, there's three parties up for election. Let's go through their policies. Let's see which one of them represent the kingdom of God on, on earth. That's it. Do we do that anymore? We should, but our pastors today, I mean, the pastor I grew up under, he was like, you know, Pastor Didier, I don't take a position on politics. And you know, we don't speak about politics and church. Excuse me? Did you know that in, in, in Isaiah, the Bible says that Jesus is the government, the, the governor, the government is upon his shoulders, and we are the government of God. That's it. Hello? Yep. What scripture, what Bible are you reading? We're not allowed to take, we're not allowed to speak about politics. You, you better speak about politics. You better believe it. You, you better get these things straight. You better be uh, uh, someone with a spine behind the pulpit, too scared to take a stand because you're trying to please everybody. That's not a peacemaker. That's a peacekeeper. Hello? Yeah. We, can't, we, we can't be led by someone like that. If the guys don't have the spiritual kahunas to lead us, then they must go have a sex change. I don't know. What? Well, they believe in that stuff as well. They think it's fine. <laughs> Nobody's taking a stand on anything anymore. Amen? Who are we? What do we live for? What do we stand for? What are our arts? What are, are, are you with me? Come on. We need to know this stuff. Turn to the person next to you and say, man, I'm tired of saying this, but know your stuff. <laughs> you, know, you know that thing you said now? There's an account in the Bible where Paul is addressing um, these guys who have told believers now that they must now follow the law of Moses, you know. And he says, no, you must be circumcised. And Paul actually makes a step and he says, and those who are telling you to be circumcised, I wish they would just go all the way. I was like, hey. Oy. <laughs> but, but you see, the emphasis, guys, the emphasis is that we have got to have the conviction that the word of God is the only way. You know, and as believers, it's important that, like you're saying, we don't avoid these things because you know what it does to us? It affects our expectation of life. Because you know what we're doing? In our hearts, we know God is good. His wisdom is here. His grace, His mercy. Wow, this is amazing. We're so blessed, you know. And when our society is falling apart, we struggle to reconcile the two. Are you with me? What's the famous thing? God's judgment is against America. God's judgment is against the gays in Cape Town. I'm like, but God's judgment was 2,000 years ago, okay? All these things are happening and running rampant because this here is not the wisdom that government's using. Are you with me? If our government, whichever it is in any country in the world, and you're not going to find a good one, right? If they are not, like you explained last week, you know, submitted to God, if they're not free of covetous, if they're not... Uh, um, you, you know, if, they're not, if their hearts are not established in righteousness, we must have no expectation of any good to come from them. And you look at the foolishness of, of, of the people in this country, right? We are now, how many years the cancer has been in power? 30 years. Yeah. Thereabouts, right? 30 years. And you know what's going to happen next year? The fools are going to have hope in their heart that, no, hopefully this time they'll do it different. Do you know why they'll have hope in their heart? Because they don't have this in their heart. You know what would have happened if we had this in our heart? After the first four years, we'd have been like, nah, that's not working. Are you guys with me? That's the, that's the struggle that we have, guys. The, 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 the friction that we feel like now with this, this noise. It's affecting my brainwaves. I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding with you, right? I'm like, Lord, please. But it's not God. Are you with me? It's not God's fault. And there isn't a betrayal of his word or anything over here. We are experiencing the end result or the fruit or the, the works of the flesh. We're not experiencing the fruit of the spirit contained in this word. Amen? Do you know that even atheists today will agree? Right? They, they, hate, they hate all religions, everything. And they'll come again. They'll say God's a schizophrenic. And they'll say he's bloodthirsty. You know, all these things. But you know what? When they go back and they read the Ten Commandments right? The, the, the precepts, the prescriptions given for a peaceful, 
a, a thriving society, a civil society that is, that is peaceful and, and safe, they'll say, you know what, that could actually work. But here's the thing. Where does it come from? It comes from him. You know, when the Bible tells us he is the word, then the word became flesh, right? It's explaining to us that every precept God gave, he gave in line with himself. Are you guys with me? And when we look at our leaders, we must measure our leaders against God. Are they carrying his nature? Are they carrying his wisdom? Are they carrying his heart? Again, I point to the sound. That's on over there. <laughs> so let's unpack a little bit of the deception here. Okay, so, so in Jeremiah 17 verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things. Can we go there quickly? Let's just read it together. 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So you must understand, from just after the garden, man has operated in one way. And what is that? I will subdue the weak so that I can take his land, I can take his woman, I can take his servants, I can take his produce, and I can be the strong one and I will dominate. This has been the MO, the modus operandi of the evil, deceitful heart of man. Are you with me? So God says, I'm going to choose a people and I'm going to give them covenant, a covenant, okay, on which we will operate in. And that covenant is going to describe who I am, what my, my heart is like, so that their deceitful, terrible depraved heart can have a reference of what is good and they can then use that 20% of all 660 laws is between us and God the rest is how we treat each other are you with me 80% of the 10 commandments is what there's only two out of the 10 commandments of how we relate to God the rest is how we relate to each other so why did God give us this covenant? Why did he give us that? So that we could be his people and we could display the goodness of God through the law because, like we say, there was a barbaric world out there, a world full of pagan, uh, pagan worshippers, a world that would take, with, talk about bloodlust, they would take whatever they want and they would spill anyone's blood to get it. So God was bringing law, he was bringing order, he was bringing the character of God, which is heaven. Do you know if you take God out of heaven, there is no heaven? I mean, don't come here and dream about uh, streets of gold. Shame. It's his glory that shines on those streets that make them gold. Take him out of heaven, you've just got, you've got nothing. Are you with me? And he came to show us his character through the law. He gave us the law so that these depraved souls could actually have a reference of how we could live and have a decent society. And then through those laws, he said, the barbarians will look upon us and they will say, they serve a good God. They serve a just God. They serve a fair God. Are you with me? That's the whole purpose of all this stuff. So that God can bring all the lost from all the four corners of the earth back to him. They are his creation. Amen? But the church has forgotten that part of the deal. The church is just preaching prosperity, blessings. The church is so busy fighting the devil. And while they're fighting the devil, the devil is busy leading the politicians. You shadow boxing, and he's making some big moves. You know, so, so many people are so caught up in the fact that, you know, the devil's on me, the devil's with me, the devil's in my thoughts, the devil's constantly, the devil's not omnipresent, only God is. And I can tell you one thing, he's not dealing with you in your house where you have an influence of about 10 people. <laughs> he's dealing with the government He's dealing with people, principalities, people who can make decisions that change nations. That's where he's truly dealing. That's who he's truly influencing. 
Because if he gets them, he gets you anyway. Hello? If he gets them, he changes our lives because they change the rules. But the church is so busy running after the stuff playing church. I mean, in Hebrews, the Bible tells us, repent from all the basic stuff. Let's get on with life. How many times do you want to get reborn? How many times do you want to confess your sin? How many times do you want to do all this church stuff before you start walking in the confidence of who you are in Christ? Walk in the authority. It's given to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is what he's saying to us. So uh, we've got to realize that to believe, the word believe is actually a doing word, folks. For God so loved loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe, okay, shall not perish but have everlasting life. Did you know that? To believe in Jesus as the righteous Lord, that means you have to live as if. You can't say you believe in God and then you have an opinion that's different, that's different to His. That's not belief. Mm, 100%. Hello? Yeah. Come on. We can't say that we believe He is the righteous ruler, but then we have our own ways of handing civil disputes, running government, handling the courts, doing this, doing that. No, 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 no. We've got to go back to the Word, and we've got to do what the Word says because we're believers. That's it. Hello? Amen. We can't say that we are Christians and we believe in the institution of marriage created by God, where it says that one man and one woman... We, we, can't ch- we can't say, oh, no, now we believe it's fine because President Zuma's got 10 wives. We can, we can change the institution of marriage, and one man can marry 10 women. But I'm a believer. Hello? It's a problem. You see, to say that you are a believer means you die to your own logic, just by the way. To say that you are a believer means you die to your own opinions. To say that you are a believer means it is a complete surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The Lordship of Jesus Christ has already stipulated all the rules, all the regulations, all the clauses, how we run this place. We're not allowed to come with our opinions. We're not allowed to come and change the fundamentals. Are you with me? Because then we're not believers. Hello? Hello? Do you know that in France you can marry a donkey now? What? Some guy married a donkey the other day. And, and, and another guy married a, a, a dead woman. Married a dead woman. Talk about a lifeless marriage. Where, where's the... <laughs> Sheesh. But what we've got to understand, guys, <laughs> we, we've got to understand these certain things. Everything comes from the Scripture. You as a Christian, the leadership of the church, we can't take our eyes off what Christ says is justice. Hello? I'm going to show you something. I'm going to give you one or two examples out of the scriptures. Let's go to Exodus 23 verse 3. Now I'm going to show you the deception of how it comes in, okay, of how they start to change things. And you'll know because we've all just lived through this not not too long ago. And do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. (laughs) Oh, shame. (laughs) Okay. Are you with me? Okay, so this is a stipulation of how we're supposed to run in the courts. Okay? The courts are a subsidiary of the government. Uh, Hello? Of, Of the cabinet. Hello? They can only run the country the way the courts are. Okay, so yeah, God has told us. Do not show favoritism to a poor man in his lawsuit. What does that mean? Just because a man is poor, just because a man is black or a man is white, or, and he has a, he has a past of uh, a white people, uh, um, what do you call it, oppressing black people, just because he's a minority, just because she's a woman, just because he's a paraplegic, just because I don't care. Exactly. You are not allowed to show favoritism because they are a minority or because they are previously disadvantaged or currently disadvantaged. If they have broken the law, they must face the consequence of the law. That's it. End of story. Hello? That's it. 
So you must understand, this is how it's creeping into the church. You see, because the church is, oh, but you know, we New Testament okies now. And, you know, God was, God was rough back in the Old Testament. But, you know, he's refined himself through the blood of Jesus. And we're now in the new. And you know what? Yeah, in the new, brother, we preach tolerance. Preach love. 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 We preach equality. Equity. Whatever you want to call it. Hello? Yeah. I just want to ask you something. Okay, in 2020... A guy had a cop put his knee on, on his neck. Because he was black, because he came from a poor neighborhood, and because he died, they thought that they had the right to kill, maim, and burn down schools, libraries, government buildings, you name it. They burnt down cities. And what did the church do? The church, some of the greatest, the biggest churches around the planet, got on their knees and they said, we support BLM. BLM, yeah. Yeah. What does the scripture say? You don't, you don't show a minority favoritism. You don't show anyone in lack favoritism. You stick to the code of the law. That's it. Amen? Why? Because I'm trying to protect you. That's what God is saying. Don't come here with your tolerance. Do you know that tolerance is simply what? It's delayed acceptance. That's all it is. You're basically saying, I accept it, but I'm just not going to deal with it right now. I'm not making a decision right now. I'm tolerating it. It's like Bash and I are trying to have a very important conversation. We, we're having a prayer meeting, and uh, Bash's son runs in the room, and he stops. He's a little three-year-old, and he starts pulling stuff off, off the counters and throwing things around the room. And uh, Bash goes, no, 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 my son, no, 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 don't do that, my boy. And then he tries to carry on talking with me. And then the guy starts do, pulling the chairs apart and throwing things. And then he goes, no, change no, no, the story. No. That's not my son. Change the story. <laughs> no, 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 my son. No, 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 my son. Be a good boy. We, Daddy's busy. Daddy's busy. Okay, Daddy's busy. Excuse me. You get up off your blessed assurance, you give that oak a clap on his blessed assurance, or you go put him in the room, and you don't tolerate that nonsense. Exactly. You see, what you are saying is you're saying, it's okay. Yeah. It's not okay. Exactly. We've got stuff to do here. We've got work to do. There's a time and a place for kids to play right now. That's not the time. Daddy says so. Exactly. Are you with me? See, this is the problem with, with tolerance. Tolerance is not love. Come on. What does the scripture say? The scripture says, spoil, uh, spare the rod on that child and you will spoil him. Mm. He'll become like rotten fruit because you didn't do what God says is righteous. That's it. No, you want to say, oh, no, 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 you know, we don't spank kids anymore. The psychologists today say parents are not allowed to spank kids. That's why they all got ADHD. Because you haven't switched on the earring button. <laughs> Are you with me? Back in the day, we never had this epidemic of ADHD. Ask anyone here over 40. Huh? Mom and dad spoke once. Why? Because we know the second time, it's a belt. Or it's a piece of hose pipe, or it's a shoe, or a hairbrush, or a mug flying any, against any your head. Okay, now that's wrong, but I'm, I'm just... That's anything that can move, <laughs> it was that. Exactly. So, so are you with me? It's not, even, it's not even ADHD. Do you know what it is? Can I be honest with you? It's called ADAD. What? Yeah, it's Absent Dad Attention Disorder. It's absent dad attention disorder. Dad's not paying attention to the child. He's not disciplining the child. He's not growing the child. He's not working with the child. He puts the child in front of the TV or video games or whatever, and he goes, okay, my boy, they'll actually teach you discipline at school. Now, he can't listen to the teacher because he hasn't learned to listen to you. Guess what? I had a brother like that. And then the next moment... He can't listen to the sergeant major, went to, uh, uh, in the army, landed up going to uh, military prison. 
for nine months because he couldn't submit to authority in the army. Came out of military prison and then he went to real prison. Where did it start? It started when he was a kid. If he can't listen to you, why should he listen to anyone else? Why should he listen to the police? Hello? Yeah. Can we rename it? It's called ADAD. I made that up. It's a new, it's a new one, but it's the truth because the Bible says so. It says if you spoil the rod, you, 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 you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Yeah. Are you with me, yeah, guys? Man, I saw some of the greatest pastors get on their knees and bow down to BLM's demands. We were the only church that stood up like we stood up with COVID. We put something up. You know what? I went to the website. Ask him. I went to the website of BLM and I was like, I know this is not from God. Everybody was going, oh, but we got to feel sorry for them. I was like, my God doesn't work like this. I went to the website. We had to take it off the internet because I put their website page, was their, we their main page. Yeah, we did yeah. a stream, yeah. Did, we did a stream and he screenshotted and we put it up. Do you know what they stood for? They stand for everything that's against God. They stand for uh, the dissolution of the nuclear family. They believe family shouldn't have exist. Guess who founded them? Three lesbian witch doctors. They're the founders. Three black lesbian witch doctors are the founders of BLM. They self-confessed Marxists, communists, socialist witch doctors. And guess what? Because of tolerance and love, all the biggest churches in the world bowed their knees to them. And this is the problem. This is the problem. We don't know who we are anymore because we don't understand what justice of God means. We're so busy trying to get blessed with the new Land Rover or whatever it is nowadays. In Brackpen, it's just a Ford Bucky here. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a Ford Ranger. We're so busy with all this stuff, trying to get this stuff, that guys, you know, you know, side of hand, you know, side of hand. I was telling, uh, uh, telling the guys last night, Jason Challenge, because we had dinner. Side of hand is this is what an illusionist does. The illusionist makes you look over here. But meantime, he's actually moving things over here. That's what the devil's done to the church. He's like, hey, go get the stuff. But in the process, lose the courts, lose the government, lose the authority, lose the protection, lose everything in the process. Just go get the stuff. You must understand there's two, there's two different kinds of people on this planet. There are those who have eternity that has been placed in their hearts. So they have a value system that is not for this place. That's you and I. Amen? And then there is another group of people. They do not have eternity in their hearts. They have one objective, and that is to get as much stuff, as much money, as much power, so that they can give it to their children, not yours, so that they can reign and they can bring forth their unrighteous, depraved hearts and they can change this place to suit them. Yep. They have no eternity inside them. Nothing. That's why Jesus is coming back. And when Jesus comes back, he's coming to save those who are still here. They'll still have an opportunity. He's coming to save and protect those who don't want to be a part of those guys. Hello? We've got to understand there is a difference. We are different to the world. We don't have the same value system. Turn to the person next to you and say, tolerance is not love, my brother. What is, it? What is that saying that, we, that I had years ago? What was it? Yeah, uh, um, love without truth is tolerance, and truth without love is pride. God gave me that one day, uh, so many pastors were like, wow. I'm like, wow, that comes from the Bible. <laughs> what are you reading? You know, love without truth is just tolerance. And what's that one? And then truth without love is pride. How come you remember these things and I don't? I listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know that, that thing you're talking about, the favoritism thing, guys. And I promise you, if you take a moment now you will be able to think of situations in your life where you're very uncomfortable and you're not happy with the way things are done 
But you know what? You've been emotionally manipulated. 100%. And you're stuck in that situation because you're emotionally manipulated. I don't know how to face this. I don't know how to, I can't tell them that. Oh, no, shame. Shame what? You're the one losing your life. And then there's chaos everywhere. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? You know this gentle parenting thing, eh? It's been rough for me. I, I won't lie. Because, like, that's why I said that's not my kid. The one you're explaining, that's not it. You know, we had, a, we had an example, and I can share this. You know, um, a couple years back, my cousin um, w came to stay with her, her daughter, right? Probably three or four at the time, maybe. And she's had some issues, you know, in her relationship. You know, the kid's dad wasn't around for whatever reason, okay? And they came and stayed with us for about two weeks, you know? And over these two weeks now, again, you know, she, uh, the daughter hasn't had a dad in her life, you know? But I'm seeing this thing going now, and my cousin was quite young at the time, and she's trying to handle this situation, you know? She's going, but then she's got now her mom, Hana Hanaing, and, you know, all this stuff. And it's just, it was quite a hectic thing. And I kid you not, a few days went past, and... This kid was going in. I'm, I'm being patient. I'm like, okay, I don't see it. But I don't know the dynamic yet, so I'm not just going to be like crazy. It probably was a few days, and this kid was going, no, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. All, all, all the ladies in the house were trying. They were like, listen, no, you must eat this. And she's kicking and screaming and everything. I was working. I just got up. I walked out. Now, those of you here who have had parents who have been, you know, strict with you, you know the tone, right? Everyone knows that tone or the look, right? <laughs> Everyone's laughing. They're like, yeah, no, flip. You better listen to that before the projectiles come, you know, sort of thing. And I promise you, I stepped in, and I was like, hey, that's enough. Go and eat your food, get in the bath, and in bed now. I promise you, even the adults were quiet. It was amazing. I was like, what the heck? I, now, I walked back to my room. I was like, it was a bit rough. But now there was peace. There was order. Not only did she eat her food, she wanted more food. I was like, praise God, the child's eating. Hallelujah, right? The child's eating, you know, eee, shame, you know? And kid had a bath, went to bed. Even the, the mom and the daughter stopped fighting, everything. I walked back in, and my sister's like, yeah, that was good, yeah. I'm like, but what is, what is the, 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 the hook that they're using, guys? They're using the hook of, oh, no, they don't know better. Oh, you know, they don't understand. This is why we're called to be leaders, because those who don't understand, we must bring them to understanding. You know, the, the, the thing about the gentle parenting, it's a trivial example, but if you do not make that kid understand, when will they understand? Are you with me? If they think it's okay to have their way about everything, when will they get the understanding to have consideration for others over their own needs? Are you guys with me? It's the same way. You know, this thing here you're talking about, give no, uh, what was that scripture? Give no uh, favoritism. Yeah, so, you know, I had, I had a bit of an experience in court, right? So second time I went back, you guys know that story. Anyway, we won't go into that. I go back, and there was a guy ahead of me, right? And they bring him out from the holding cells. Now, he's been, he's been <laughs> I, said, I almost said captivity. <laughs> he's been in custody for like 17 days or 18 days, right? Homeless guy, okay? And he gets up there. I'm like, ah, oh, this guy must have done something so hectic, you know? So I'm like, let me hear what's this. You know what? He actually was sitting in prison for 17 days, 18 days. He actually stole bread and milk from ShopRite. Now, immediately, I was like, ah, oh, 17 days for bread and milk. But you know it's wrong, right? You know it's wrong. So the judge gets up there, and now they're reading the case to the judge, and the judge shakes his head. And the judge says this. He says, whatever his name was, he says, you know, I'm very sorry about your situation. You know, I have sympathy for your situation. And then he goes on to say, he says, but if we allowed every homeless person to raid every shopping mall and shopping center, because they were homeless, we would have anarchy, yeah. right? Now, I wish all the courts in the country had judges like that. What's happening in Los Angeles at the moment? No, exactly, 100%. Anything under $1,000 is not considered theft. You can just steal it. I'm like, $1,000, dude? Where's go, the big screen guys, TV? Go watch the videos. They, they walk into the yeah. shops and they're taken. No one's allowed to stop Cal them. California, it is disgusting. Because they are, sorry, because they are sanctuary city. Yes, 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 sanctuary. Yes, flip. But, but the point is, I don't know why I said it like that. It just fits that, that word. I'm sorry. But the point I'm making now, guys, can you see, right, that because we are created in the likeness and image of God, it pains us to see injustice. Therefore, our next conclusion is that if we allow injustice, we are hurting ourselves. 
Why do you think the message of the cross is what it is? Because God had to give a judgment for the sin that we were committing or the sin from Adam. Are you guys with me? He had to give a judgment. Why? Because he understands that, yes, this is the situation, but he needed a way out for us to escape death. Are you guys with me? Just like how the judge told that guy, I have sympathy for your situation. I understand it's tough, but you need to understand there's a law of the land. Are you guys with me? Yesterday, Kirk, you sent me that thing this morning. He says, Pastor, look, this is what we were talking about yesterday. ANC. Yeah, we have to blame apartheid for our, our poor leadership. Fitzak, who's in charge of your leadership now? Please, answer me, who? Where is apartheid talking about your leadership? Are you guys with me? But what will happen? People who still carry the hooks from previous emotional trauma will say, oh, yeah, no shame. Maybe they'll get it right next time. Guys, if we do not carry our justification in Christ, we will not have the wisdom nor the character to judge the way we need to judge. We will be manipulated from one bad decision to the next. Are you with me? Because we seek the approval of people. 100%. The well-being of people overwhelms our need for justice. But you know what? We need to believe that if we stand in the truth, everyone will be well. If we run it the way we need to run it, everyone is looked after. You know why? Because a good and loving God put it that way. Do you, do you know that whole thing with, with let the poor man steal? You know? uh, I remember when we were kids, there was, a, there was a, a, a poor guy in the neighborhood, and he was stealing everybody's like spades and host pipes and all that stuff because he could go and sell it. You know? And uh, when they caught him, the one guy um, said, listen, yeah, he's poor, he needs it, whatever, let him go. And all the other guys wanted to give him a... And he was like, no, 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 we've got to understand that whole story. Until he, went, he came back and he stole his lawnmower and everything. <laughs> then he called everybody and said, we're going to hunt this guy down. You see, until it happens to you, I'm going to play a video now. You see, you have to... Ex why do you have to experience injustice before you will stand up for justice? Yeah. 100%. Stand up for it and you protect yourself, you protect everybody else. Mm. I just want to go to the works of the flesh. Let's go to the works of flesh, and that is in Galatians 5, 19 and 20. Let's just go there quickly. Well, while we're going there, just the, this thing of, of uh, um, I only care about it as long as it affects me. Right? Now, 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 here's the thing. Um, how many of you, you saw, what, what is it called? Is it, is it the Bella Act, B-E-L-A? Uh, about the education, uh, yeah, the education policies, right? How many of you saw those headlines? You don't have to put your hand up, right? Saw those headlines and you were like, oh, geez, I'm so glad I'm done with school, and you carried on scrolling. No, you don't have to admit it, okay? But, guys, this is, this is the mindset that they've put us into. That, listen, if it doesn't affect me, I'm sorry, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't have anything to fight for it or to deal with it or all that stuff. Listen, as believers, we understand our responsibility in society. You can go to that, that meeting and fight against that education act, and they'll go and be like, oh, but you don't even have any children. It's like, that's not the point, is that there are still children involved. Are you guys with me, right? We need to test those things in ourselves, guys. If we hear about things coming up and all that stuff, we're like, oh, geez, at least it's not going to affect me. Lord Shady, remember in the beginning? When, when they were talking about, you know, maintenance and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then people started talking about solar, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now we're in a position where no one can ex escape anything. Think about it. But it's been going and it's been going and it's been going and it's been going. And this is where it gets to. It's delayed acceptance. And more importantly, you know, Proverbs tells us that a good man, is it a good man? Yes. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. You know, a lot of people think it's like, I just got to make it till I kick the bucket, then the rest that happens is whatever, it's fine. That is a foolish man. That is an evil man. Because you here being a child of God right now in your life, you are to steward what God has placed inside of you. And you are supposed to set up for the generations to come. Are you with me? That's what the evil dudes are doing. They even see the wisdom in it. For sure. And they're doing it hard, buddy. <clears throat> I said last week that we, our standard of, of glory and our standard of rulership and righteousness has dropped so bad that we sit here and we go, I see, you know, but if we can have uh, 
the DA, they're better than, they're better than the ANC. Have you stopped and checked the policies of the DA? Huh? Jeez. Let me tell you something. The ANC are going to drive us off the cliff at 180 k's an hour. The DA are going to take us off the cliff at 60 k's an hour. We're still going off the cliff. Because there's no God. Are you with me? Because <clears throat> there's no God. Go to Cape Town. They're pursuing smart cities with the one world government. They're getting most of their finances from the elites that are doing all these things. They are turning Cape Town into the capital of LGBT in the world, LGBTQ in the world. They've changed their DA uh, thing. They used to have a, like a color thing. Now it's the, the LGBT flag behind the DA in Cape Town. Listen, they're not a righteous government either. Are you with me? We've got to start making decisions. There are people that have been called to government. They actually call themselves the South African Christian Democratic Party. The man has a mandate from God, but the church ain't voting for him. Because the church is so wise. No, 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 we'll pick in, well, we'll choose. Let's go with these guys. I, I like their, their foreign direct investment policy. Yeah. Mabri, we don't need foreign direct investment policy. Let's look after South Africa. We can be the best. Let's get our infrastructure right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's get law and order right. You know? But why do we do that, guys? Why do we do that? Can I tell you why? Can I, can I hit you in the guts? Can I hit, give you one? Short one. Here it is. It's because you still trust government. No, that was a hard one. You still trust man, you don't trust God. Hello? That's why we're sitting here and we're going, maybe, maybe, this one, that one. No, 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 no. If they don't have a mandate from God, we want nothing to do with them. Mm. No, but they're a small party and they won't be a... Trust God. Amen? I'd rather have somebody in there that's accountable to God in his bedroom where nobody can see him. Hello? Because he himself knows he's, God's going to deal with him. Amen? Rather have him there than some guy who thinks, ah, oh, man, these Christians are a joke. So the Bible says the work of the flesh is to have a party spirit. Can we have a look at that? It says there, um, which, which graft, uh, let's go to, uh, what do you call it, New King James? It should be on there. Yeah, it says factions. But the actions of the flesh are obvious. Sick. Okay, keep going. Go, go. To New King James, if you can. Or King James, doesn't matter. Dissensions, heresies, or... Some translations put it as a party spirit. Now, my old, my old church was so hung up on behavior, they used to say a party spirit is when you go to the nightclub for 10 hours. The devil, the devil of has gotten hold of you. Okay? And now you've got a party spirit. That's not what it means. It means that you actually run with the crowd. So you run with the crowd. In this example is we go with the party that speaks the loudest or the party that's the biggest or the party that uh, um, says they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And then eventually they're the biggest, they're the loudest, they win the vote. But we haven't consulted God. We haven't checked their policies. We haven't checked what they stand for properly. And what we're doing is we, we're creating factions and we are, we are now opening ourselves up to a party spirit. Are you, are you with me, guys? Yeah. A party spirit. Now, what, what are these guys doing? These guys are, uh, they are actually aiming at the minority groups. So let's just take America, for instance. They're aiming at females. They, they say that you can't fight for yourself, so they're going to fight for you. Yeah. Okay, they're going to do it for you, okay? Um, uh, minority uh, groups like the Mexicans, the blacks, and the Hispanics, and whatever, the Latinos, they're going to fight for you. Okay? The LGBTQ guys, they're going to fight for your rights. They're going to uh, make, give you a voice if you give them your vote. Are you with me? So they're using... They're actually using minorities and they're using the so-called social injustices towards those people 
to, to win the vote, and then they tell you that they are justified because they fight for the poor man, they fight for the minority, they fight for those who don't have the voice. And you as a Christian better stand up with them and do the right thing. Hello? They're tricking you. They're tricking you because we don't know the difference between justice and tolerance or justice and love. God is full of love. Yes, He is love, but He's just at the same time. Amen? We've got to stop being these wishy-washy, mansy-pansy Christians, guys. Hello? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're not, you're not a, a, a doormat. You're a child of God. Amen? Stand up. Know your stuff, stand up. Know your stuff and stand up. Amen? Know who you are in God. Know who you are in society. We're gonna, Bash, can I ask you to go cue this thing up for us quickly? It's, on, it's over here, and we'll just close off with that quickly. Because, you know, I showed you that thing. Okay, who's, can, who are you going to send it to? Media. You're going to send it to Annie? No, I'm just joking. Annie, something's coming on your phone. Just play it. I just felt in my heart that we need to play this example of how injustice will just roll over us if we don't stand up. Amen? It's a short video. We did run a little bit late because of Ashcom. Uh, but we're almost there. Are you guys having fun? Are you enjoying church? <clears throat> awesome, man. Okay, it's in the media group. Thank you. Guys, stuff like, stuff like uh, um, due, due, due process where you are not guilty until proven guilty. You're innocent until you're proven guilty. Imagine God didn't give us those things. Hello? Do you want to go to an Arabian country or a, or a communist country and they say, no, 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 that guy there is bad and that guy was doing stuff against the government. They don't even need due process. They just go pull you out of your house and hang you. Done. They just take you out of your, and put you in front of the wall and shoot you in a, in a firing range. No, no, no plead, pleading your case, no trying to prove your innocence. The government says it, that's it. Yeah. If we don't watch out, we're going to have a government that says, you know what, Christians are terrorists. I, 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 I showed you what Nero did in 60 AD. When he wanted to cover his own lust, he turned Christians into terrorists of the state. Yep. We've got to be awake, guys. And the, the worst part is the modern Christians have made it really easy to look like terrorists because yeah. they're also crazy. But um, how many of you here don't enjoy conflict? That side, wave at me. Conflict. This side, conflict, wave at me. Don't enjoy, don't enjoy. Uncle Mark, you didn't wave. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> is what it is. That side, wave at me. Don't enjoy conflict? Okay, cool. So it's safe to say the majority of people don't. You know, it's, there's usually a very specific personality type that thrives on it. Or it's, it's got to be someone who's, who's like been burnt enough times to know, okay, if I don't take a stand, yeah, I'm just going to be taken for a ride, okay? But I want, you, I, want, I want you guys to think about this because, you know, the first thing that happens, and, and it's for me, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but if someone says something like completely wrong, you know, but they, they're pushing it and whatever. Um, the first thing I think about when I disagree with them, right, is, okay, I may lose this person in my life, okay? That may be, that may be a fact, right? But the truth is, the truth is, is that we can disagree with people and still show them love. We can disagree with people and still show them love because just as God has shown us that our value is independent of our performance, our ideologies, our everything. Because remember, Christ came to die for everyone. Even Ramaphosa. Whether Ramaphosa wants him or not, it's fine, right? But um, as a believer, you need to have that in your heart, and you need to check that. Because, you know, Paul, he comes out and he says something very, very, you know, it sounds good to say it as a Christian. He says, do I fear God or do I fear man? Right? Do I fear God or do I fear man? Even Jesus himself said something to that. He's like, don't rejoice when all of this, whatever. He's, he talks about rather fear the one whose, whose eternity is in your hands, in his hands. Sorry, your eternity is in his hands, right? 
The fear of people, ladies and gentlemen, will be the number one crippling factor for you to walk with God's word as an authority in your life. Are you with me? When you get to that place, when you get to that place and you have to disagree with someone, you got to take a deep breath and be like, okay, I'm not going to attack them, whatever, but that ideology is wrong. And you need to be okay with the fact that I might lose this person, right? But the truth is, they will know when the time comes, they'll know where to find the light. Are you with me? Right? I mean, we've gotten, we've gotten to the point now where in my family, I, I kid you guys not, in my family, right? Extended family, all the cousins, aunts, uncles, and everything. Do you know we are a Christian family? But when I'm around, God never is brought up, eh? Never. Not a single time. Do you know why? Because I have been vocal about the standard of God's word. I don't stand for mixed gospels and manipulations and, you know, all this other nonsense. Don't come to me with all these yokes of slavery that Jesus has set us free from. Has that affected my relationship with my family? Of course. I hardly speak to any of them anymore. Why? Because standing for this word and, and putting in the effort to lead people to safety in this will cause them to hate you. Are you guys with me? It'll cause them to turn away from you or to limit their interaction with you. Why? Because they want the lusts of the flesh. And in process, they hurt themselves. But you know what happens? At the end of it, after they've hurt themselves and everything, you know what they realize? They realize where the light is. Are you with me? Stand and keep shining the light, guys. I promise you. You scared you're going to be alone? Look around. There's plenty of people here you can connect with. This is the purpose of the, of the church. Are you with me? One spirit, one mind. Amen? Amen. Are you a believer? Are we going to live as if? Amen? That means all our thoughts, all our plans, all our opinions, our logic dies to his. Amen? Awesome. Do we, do we have it, guys? Can we play it? Okay. So I don't know how good the, I don't know how good the audio is going to be, but I think this is a brilliant teaching. Just, it's very short. Just watch it quick. Yeah. Most of you watching this video would have done precisely the same thing. Nothing. My name is Alexis. Alexis. Please leave my lecture room. I don't want to see you at one of my lectures ever again. I don't understand. I am not going to ask a second time. Uh, thank you. Can you guys hear it? What are laws for? Anyone? Social order. To protect a person's personal rights. Justice. Thank you. Tell me, was I unfair to your classmate just now? Indeed I was. So, why didn't any of you protest? Why didn't any of you try and stop me? Why didn't you want to prevent this injustice? You see, what you have just learned, you wouldn't have understood in a thousand hours of lectures unless you lived it. You didn't say anything because you weren't affected yourself. And this attitude speaks against you and against life. <laughs> you think it doesn't concern you, so it's none of your business. Well, I'm here to say, if you don't help bring about justice, then one day you too may experience injustice and there will be nobody there to stand before you. Truth and justice lives through us all and, and, and we must fight for it because in life and work I mean we often live next to each other but not with each other we console ourselves that the problems of others are nothing to do with us none of our business and we go home glad at night that we're spared but it's about standing up for each other Every day an injustice happens in business, 
at sport or on the tram, relying on someone else to take care of it is not good enough. It is our duty to be there for others, to speak up for others when they cannot. I am here to teach you the power of your voice. I want you to learn critical thinking to empower you to stand up for what is right, even if it means going against what everyone else is doing. Let's begin. Amen. I think that's such a simple, simple teaching, but it is so powerful. We can't just say, look, because it doesn't affect us, it's not an issue in life. Amen? Come on, guys. Do you know that you have, what do they call them now in America? Karens. They call them Karens. Or they call them uh, mama bears. No, not that Karen. Not that Karen. They call them mama bears. The mama bears, where's the fathers? The moms are the ones standing up against the school boards. The moms are the ones that are like, we're putting our foot down. You're not doing this to our kids. Where's the fathers? You know what I'm saying? Come on, guys. We've got to stand. Men, stand. If you're going to lose your life, lose your life. You know where you're going? Amen. Are you scared of dying? You're going to heaven. You're going to live forever. The soul doesn't die. The soul lives forever. Amen. Are we going to keep quiet? Just so that they can slowly take life away from us, then what life do you have anyway? Amen? Come on, ladies. Stand up. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for your righteous king. You are the government on this earth. Amen? Let's give God a big round of applause. Come on. Well, that's it for, for this series. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Share it. Amen? Share it to, to everybody. The church needs to hear this stuff. Amen.